one and all to episode 61 of I Learned Nothing, a philosophy podcast for idiots. Now, who among our wisdom boys is ready to get fueled? Dude, I am so ready to get fueled with knowledge. You ready to get fueled? Yeah. It's time to fuel up on some on some knowledge. Yeah, dude. All right. I have a hemorrhage in my hands, so I need to learn. Yeah. <laughs> Bleed, blah, bleeding. In my in hands. In my hands. Everywhere. In my hands again. A horrifically violent song with horrible imagery, if you think about it. Yeah. If only he could, he could pronounce it. You know what we should do? <laughs> what? We should tweet at him and ask him. <laughs> Excuse me. Anyway, my name is Benjamin C. Cholock. I am... Lead singer of Princeton University, uh, and uh, sitting across from me right now is uh, my bandmate. Yes, uh, my bass player, your pudgy pal. Yeah, my pudgy pal, my p- uh, purposeful porpoise. Um, <laughs> Good lord! I, sometimes <laughs> I, I cannot believe you went to Princeton. I don't know. That was hard. Yeah, I'm also obsessed with peas because I went to Princeton. Now, buddy, what yeah. are we doing here? Uh well my name's Pat Dean I don't think you ever actually introduced me but uh, how are you I, I don't I you have so many names self applied yeah. names right but, I'm gonna, I just let you do it from now on but it'd be interesting if you could actually remember my actual given name but I guess it's too much for you to to ask, for me to ask anyway Philip uh, right yeah Phil <laughs> Philip Down Phil Phil Down how the hell are you <laughs> damn good to Phil. meet you <laughs> my name's Bert uh Christening oh God <laughs> Bert Christening <laughs> yeah Bert Christening and Phil Downs in the morning. Uh, yeah. My name is Pat Dean, comedian here in scenic, beautiful downtown Austin, Texas. You're going to teach me something about philosophy, right? I believe that's the uh, the purpose of this podcast. Yeah, so Pat, as lead singer of Princeton University, sure. um, I'm responsible for making sure that all of my band members understand a little bit about uh, the more meaningful aspects of life. You go the extra mile, baby. Bigger questions, right? right. It really helps in our songwriting. So uh, I'm here as an expert in philosophy to teach you... Uh, about various topics. Okay. Uh, and uh, the way we started this was that you uh, are supposed to pick a topic, but... Uh, we've long since given yeah, up on that. We've, we really gave up on that, like, really early on. Well, <laughs> the problem is that I'd be like, oh, how about we do this topic? And you go, sure. Then the next week, I'm like, oh, shit, what do we do now? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I just... well, there's that. so I'm getting... It took way longer, but I'm also getting to that point where I'm like, oh, shit, what do we do now? Yeah. Well... <laughs> um, but uh, luckily, we have our faithful, uh, our faithful fallen to provide us with... Uh, some suggestions. Oh yeah, we're taking a, a listener suggestion. Mm-hmm. We're taking a listener suggestion, and it's to quit the podcast. And I really don't appreciate it. Yeah, that was really hurtful. Yeah, very hurtful. And um, well, you know that's what we do when we invite people to leave reviews. We invite but, uh, people into our lives, and all they do, Ben, is you know, shit and piss on us. You know, give an inch, take a mile. Like yeah. it's just it's so hurtful. But uh, you know, we we uh, we're gonna power past the pain. Tight lip, smile, stiff upper lip. Here yeah. we go. Um. 
But uh, today we're taking a page out, out of uh, one of our listener suggestions. We're talking about uh, another French fuck. Um. <laughs> Great. These guys are always so much fun. You kind of like the last guy. Yeah, I liked him. I guess these guys are okay. <laughs> you just took a huge, a huge chug of Dr. Pepper. Yeah. You rolled your eyes really hard. Yeah, that's, it's really the most American thing I can think of. Like, <laughs> learning about French philosophers. Yeah, you were like, fuck Soda, this. eye roll, <laughs> whatever. Anyway. Um, you just like leave your car out on in the parking lot. Yeah, my car's been no running. Reason. See, <laughs> I running like for like twenty days. Yeah, well, I like to have a nice air conditioned car the moment I get into it. So yeah, why turn it off? What I do is I come home. Got home last night around one, and uh, it's five forty five the following afternoon, and uh, <laughs> it's, it's like what thirty hours. Yeah, but you know. Hey, man, I like to keep cool in my car. Big deal. <laughs> Even when you're not in it. Even when I'm not in it. If someone breaks into the car, they deserve to be cool, too. <laughs> it's hot. Dude, it's dude, it's Texas in it fucking Texas. September. It's, it's finally hot. breaking. It's hot. Yeah. It's a hot one, Ben. It's not as hot today. Actually, it probably still is. Today's okay. Yeah, so I should probably turn the car off, but I won't. Yeah, you probably need to call. Yeah, for, for any potential uh, carjackers. Also, if there. anyone... Um, Wants to come steal my car, I leave it running, and yeah. it's at a nice temperature. So, <laughs> very. Inviting. Did you ever do that bit where you would uh, wake up early in the morning during winter when we were living on the East Coast, mm -hmm. and oh, you, like you would go out, turn the car, turn on. the car on, and have the the heat run? Well, no, I'm not a monster. Yeah, I would never do that. Yeah. Well, also, like it's it it takes like two minutes. Yeah, it doesn't take very long. Yeah, like fucking relax. And it was DC too, so it's not like super cold there. I got I, pretty cold. Yeah, but I could. I don't know. Remember that? Remember that that blizzard of ninety? Blizzard ninety six. Yeah. yeah, it was absolutely it was the, the happiest the happiest moment of my life. It was the best week of my life. <laughs> it was so fucking tight, dude. It was amazing. I will were, never be that happy. There again. was no. Oh, how could you? <laughs> Here's what it was: a big goddamn blizzard hit where we live. Yeah, gigantic. We were twelve, I believe, twelve or eleven. Yeah, ninety six. Yeah. I was eleven. And so it was I'm just snow. Youthful. It was snow everywhere, mm -hmm. and we're still at the age where we liked snow. Yeah. Now when I see snow, I I instinctively throw an, a knife at it because I hate it so much. Yeah, it sucks, Dick. Yeah, it's horrible. I report it on Twitter yeah. when I see it. <laughs> They're like, we can't do anything This about weather's this. problematic. Yeah. I'm Twitter Ben. <laughs> and so we had a week off from school, and we just play in the fucking snow. I'd break my neck every single day. It was great. Yeah. And ever since then, my life has gone downhill. Yeah. I see what you did there. Yeah. Yeah. Good job. What can I do? That's why he's a comedian. That's why I'm a comedian. Downhill. Yeah. Sledding. <laughs> Sledding. <laughs> you get it? <laughs> Just immediately ruin it by explaining in detail the entire joke. Yeah. Well, that's um, why I went to Princeton. Yeah. <laughs> like, hold on. This can't not be commented on. <laughs> um, who, who are we learning about, Daddy? Well, I'm so desperate to learn. Yeah. If you're desperate to learn, well, I'm desperate to teach. Good. Uh, and we're going to talk about- Two desperate about, men. We're going to talk about a, a skinny frog named Jacques Lacan. Cool. Yeah. Um, What's his deal? Well- a lot. He is oh, a great. He's a huge pervert. What? Um, kind of, kind of, not really, but yes, definitely. What um, is with them? Well, why are they like this? This one's not so much because he's French, although I'm sure that didn't hurt. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it's mostly because he is a really big acolyte of our good friend Sigmund Freud. Oh um, yeah, yeah. Who's like king pervert? Yeah, that guy is. That guy's like a pervert with like a degree. Yeah. Well, this is like, you know how like in some cases where like you have the, the person who like kind of carries on a tradition ends up being more zealous? Yeah, of course. Sure, yeah, yeah. This is kind of what's going on. So he takes oh, no. Freud's already perverted, <laughs> perverted like theories and he like makes and then he like just adds French to it. Oh, great. And then it's just like 
Ugh. Sometimes a cigar is just a cigar. Yeah. Will you have sex with me? Yeah, exactly. And then you incorporate the cigar in so many ways you didn't think could yeah. be incorporated. Um, Gross. And then, uh, and then all of a sudden Bill Clinton's there somehow. Yeah, and he's like, I did not expect this to get so sexy. Um, <laughs> That's a terrible impression. I used to be able to do Clinton, but now All right, I can't. here's my Clinton. Okay, dear Clinton. <laughs> I did not have sex with that woman. Miss Lewinsky. Mm, it's pretty good. He's not too sleepy. No, well, he's a sleepy guy from all the effing. Well, sure, but that's a pretty good. Uh, that's not right. what he sounded like when he gave that. All that right, sound well, let me bite. do it again. Let me do it again. All right. I did not have sexual. No, see, now you're in Obama territory. No, 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 because Obama's this. This is Obama. Because uh, I did not have sexual relations with that woman. All right, now I'll do Reagan. <laughs> well. I did not have sex. It sounds like Clint Eastwood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, I'll try George Bush. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, oh, no. <laughs> Dinosaurs. Damn. Uh, <laughs> this is harder than I thought it was going to really be. Hard. You know what? You really surprised me. Uh, with my Bob Dylan? No, with no, with your John Kerry. Ben, did you say that my Dylan's pretty good? No, your Dylan sucks. No, it's good. No, your Dylan sucks. Highway but, 61. But tragically, your fucking John Kerry is really good. <laughs> <laughs> it well, was really weird. <laughs> well, what can you do? All right, well. Mitt Romney. Uh, hello. Man, this no. is really bad. Why does he sound like Mark Lad? <laughs> All right. Well, so who is um, this guy? This Frenchman. So this French fuck is uh, this guy who um, is probably the the most influential psycho uh, psychoanalyst since Freud. Whoa. Basically, took a lot of Freud's theories and ran with them, um, and introduced a lot a lot of really crazy shit. That uh, even though technically. I wouldn't say he's like a, a philosopher in like the academic sense, but he influenced a shit ton of people. Okay. So he influenced like De- uh, Derrida, who well, we so talked about. Well, so is Jimi Hendrix. Why don't we talk about him if we're, if we're not going to do philosophy? I mean, I mean maybe if he stuck around for a few more years instead of just like fucking doing heroin all the time. No, but he was just very. Just ravening out. He was influential. <clears throat> influenced me. Yeah, but not in philosophy. How do you know? Because I also plan to die young, so sounds pretty influential. <laughs> well, too late. Oh, damn. <laughs> damn, son of a bitch. Um, this but, podcast uh, is over. Hey, I get one every once in a while. Every once in a while, yeah. <laughs> okay, so this guy uh, Jacques Lacan. Let's do the bio real quick. Sure. My notes. Jacques. There we go. Jacques. So we talked about two French guys, and they're both named Jacques. We got Bach to Bach Jacques. So <laughs> I hated myself as I was saying that. So. Um, Jacques Lacan was born uh, April 13th, 1901, and died uh, September 9th, 1981. Poor guy. Yeah. Uh, so a good good, healthy 80-year-old lifespan. Jeez. Uh, born in Paris, died in Paris. Uh, he was um, just a very typically French dude. Uh, loved wine, loved fucking, loved his mama. and um, Oh, do they love their moms? Kind of, not as much as Italians do. Well, no one does. But <laughs> yeah, that's it's like mathematically impossible. No. Um, but uh, God doesn't love his doesn't love his creation more than Italian. Yeah, men love yeah. their mothers. The love that Italians have for their mothers outdoes the love out, of God. Outdoes God's love for yeah. us. It's very sad. <laughs> what can you do? I, well, I don't know. Love your mom, I guess. Yeah. Uh, try a little harder. Um, <laughs> Okay, but um, yeah. So he he's a French boy, 
and he grew up basically just in the 20th century so he saw a lot of shit yeah yeah um he uh was raised super catholic so you know he's our boy sure but not for long because what he ended up doing was he started learning a lot of philosophy he got interested in philosophy first mistake yeah and he and he uh started reading this this uh philosophy of this fucking jew what named baruch spinoza who he talked about are you related to him probably (laughs) (laughs) well because he is like kind of latin but also jewish oh he's like you yeah latin jew oh i'm the reincarnation of baruch spinoza oh no yeah (laughs) so good yeah so I basically convinced this uh, French kid to become an, an atheist. Son of a bit, Ben. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Why? Because uh, yeah, I just like watching the world burn, baby. We need more of us, man. <laughs> true no, we don't. We have enough. We need more true. <laughs> There's Catholic like a billion Catholics too. out there. Yeah, but it's slipping away, brother. We could have had a billion and one, but you fucked that up. I, I think we're good. So hold on. So he was super Catholic. <laughs> he was on the right path. Then he opened a book. His brother uh, became a monk. Uh, oh. And his mom was like expecting him to sort of, if not monk it up go, as well, go into monk it up, yeah, become OCD and solve, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like weird solve crimes, weird mysteries about like ancient riddles. Um, you kind of look like monk. Oh, I totally missed the reference, but yeah, yeah uh, of course I guess did. I could. Yeah, I I got that fucking shitty like Middle Eastern hair. Yeah, that doesn't that doesn't obey? You know. Yeah, you have very disrespectful uh, hair. Yeah, I have very disobedient hair. Your hair disrespects you constantly. <laughs> I hate it. Mine gave up a long time ago, but yours is just continuing. Yeah, to well, you over. at least overpowered your hair. I did. Yeah. And you're like, fuck you guys. Scorched yeah. earth, baby. Yeah, I go scorched earth. But I can't control these motherfuckers. I burned that bridge. Yeah. The bridge to, uh, you know, being happy. I'm a hair bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and you're a hair master. <laughs> oh, the tables have turned. I guess. So he was. I, so his family was super religious then? Yeah, they're very, very like traditionally French Catholic. Hmm. Okay. What's a traditional French Catholic? Well, Just they... a pervert who feels bad about it? <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't even know. Yeah, there is. There's someone who goes to confession every single week for oh, cheating no. on their wife. Oh, no. Um, France. Yeah, <laughs> France. <laughs> well, that's why most of them became atheists during the revolution. Because there's like I can't I can't keep going back to confession. It's, I just can't. It's just eating way too much of my time. It takes too long. It takes way too long. Um, but some people stuck it out, and some of the people who stuck it out were the Lacan family. They were very very religious. But uh, this uh, <laughs> this dude got poisoned by some 17th century Jew, so he became an atheist. And guess who was super pissed about it? His mom. <laughs> Good lord. Yeah. So his mom fucking hated that he wasn't Catholic anymore, and that was like a source of contention for until he died. <laughs> Dang. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. Why oh, yeah. don't you come back to the church? Yeah, and I'm he's your like, mother. uh-huh, I'm inventing my own religion. And uh, it's basically Lacanianism. It's weird that they were, were speaking to each other in English yeah, it's and really heavily weird. accented French, but whatever. Yeah, especially considering that uh, they hate the English. <laughs> well, then they got a weird way of showing it. It's one of the weirdest things that people don't talk about as much. Like, the English and the French hate each other. Like, undying hatred. Were you the one who told me about, and I know that he's not uh, English or French. Um, who's that dude? The documentary guy? German mm. or something? Oh, Herzog? Yeah. Yeah. Warner Herzog. I, were you the one who told me that, like, he knows French, but, like, refuses to speak it? <laughs> I wouldn't put it past him. That he sounds was, like something he did. He was doing a documentary, uh, I believe, somewhere in, in 
Africa, I believe. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess that like these these local bandits thought that they were like these rich like filmmakers, mm-hmm. and like they just aren't. And so they kidnapped him, and like they all spoke French, and he just like was so mad that he had to speak French to like save his life. <laughs> and he was like trying to talk to him in English, and they're like, "Speak French," and he was like, "God damn it!" He like refused. But to he's speak. not English; he's German. I know so that's like... what I'm saying. So it's different, but that just sparked a memory of him refusing to speak. He learned French, yeah, and ref- to refuse Refuses to speak to it. Speak it. Yeah, an interesting guy. Ada Shue. Ada Shue got shot during an interview too. What a strange man. He's a very weird man. We very... have to we have to talk about him at some point because yeah, sure, I'm yeah. sort of obsessed with him. I know you are. But uh You well, do a pretty good impression of him. Thank you. Um I'm not gonna do it right now. <laughs> Why would you? Uh well, I don't know. I mean, uh it does go a little something like Here this. Here we go. No, I'm not. Um Okay, so this guy Lacan. So what do you remember from uh our conversation about the other Jack? Um Jackie D. Jackie D. Deconstruction. Yeah, deconstruction, and uh, th- uh, there's probably some sort of sex- weird sexuality. Well, <laughs> oh, brother. <laughs> so I think you're going to like this episode because I don't think you're going to agree with what this guy says. I never do. But <laughs> this I, is... always, I only come the only reason I like people on this show is when I think they're just cool. This is going to be really fun. Okay, well, let's go. Okay, so this guy, um, so basically he was kind of motivated by this mission of this return to Freud. So. After Freud died, the psychoanalytic movement kind of went in all sorts of different directions. Yeah. Okay. And he was trying to get people focused back on the actual writings of Freud. And that included all the bananas things that he said about, like, infantile sexuality and the Oedipus complex and how, like, you know, uh, babies are all constantly thinking about titties and buttholes and they're just, like, getting horny. Um, Great. Yeah. And what this guy did was he tried to make all that stuff a little more abstract so it didn't sound as well perverted. Yeah. <laughs> Try to give Way it, like, to go. a nice veneer. Um, but it's still kind of bonkers. One of his main ideas is uh how the unconscious, like the thing that Freud discovered, quote unquote, this whole mash, the sea of like drives that guides our behavior, right? Yeah that we don't know about, he says that it's structured like like language. Like, primarily it's structured by language, okay? And uh, this language, this, like, symbolic language has to deal a lot with um, these, like, sexual urges that we have as babies, how we interact with our mothers, <laughs> how we, uh, how, you know, the, a- as we grow older, one, we'll get into this in more detail, but, like, one example he gives is as we grow older, from infants uh our mothers are there to like take care of our actual needs like you know they wipe our butts when we poop they feed us they uh you know give us titty milk um (laughs) in the words of jared holly (laughs) but uh as we grow older the the mother gets like more this is his theory i don't i don't agree with this it sounds like you do because you're smiling and you have your nipples are rock hard well my nipples are always rock hard. i know they're really disturbing and they're very small and it really bugs me dude they could like you could use them in like a dentist drill yeah yeah just made of like pure uncut diamonds anyway gross um (laughs) so he basically says how as the uh as the child or the infant grows older and the mother is less and less involved in directly supplying its needs, right? It's the mother kind of like takes more and more steps back and replaces like direct nourishment with, with words, with trying to 
uh, bring the baby into a social world through language. Okay. Yeah. And so a lot of this like direct nourishment through like food and, and warmth and shelter and love and stuff like that is replaced by language. And so that causes the baby to be resentful of the mother for the mother, like kind of disappearing slowly. All right. And then has to chase after her by learning language. Okay. And then at the same time, he's wondering who the fuck is like, you know, taking my mom away from me. And then that's where you get the symbolic father. And the what? symbolic father is like whatever it is that the mother gets distracted towards and neglects the baby. And this is sort of like his version of the Oedipus complex. Okay. Does does any of that make any sense? This guy sucks. <laughs> this guy is the biggest mama's boy I've ever heard in my fucking life. Well, he feels really guilty. Guess why? Oh, because he abandoned his mother? Yeah. See, that's the thing. See, I can I can see right through this motherfucker. This guy abandoned the Holy... Oh, shit, holy... you're psychoanalyzing. Yeah, time. he abandoned the Holy Catholic the Mother holy, Church. Okay? The one Holy Catholic and Apostolic Church. Yeah, the one holy thing in the world. Okay? It's the Catholic Church, brother. Mm. And he abandoned it and abandoned his mom. And now he has to go, well, um, but what if the mom abandoned me? Hey, Jacques, you fucked up. And I, I'm, I can see right through you, brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, I kind of love how pissed you are about this well, already. Because that's the dumbest theory I've ever heard in my life. Okay. It's so stupid. I, I agree. I don't. I With him? I don't agree with this guy. No, I agree with you. Good. I don't, friends. So I didn't really study up that much. Oh, so I crammed a lot before this episode yeah so i could know more about him but i didn't really know that much about his theories before you know i decided to do this topic and the more i read about him this is like one of the glaring examples where i'm like this guy sucks yeah <laughs> so it's just crazy that but, he presented this theory and no one just fucking brained him no one hit him with a baseball bat because well, they, they don't play baseball in france that's one of their biggest problems no, instead, uh, they just um, cause riots. <laughs> yeah, they just overthrow yeah. monarchs. Um, they're pretty good at it. Yeah, surprisingly, yeah. considering you know everything happened later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they kind of they kind of fucking uh, slacked off. They peaked yeah. real hard with the revolution, mm-hmm. and then when the Nazis showed up, they were just like, just uh-huh. like, uh, we are tired. We are tired. <laughs> Leave us all baguettes. Yeah. You can do anything. I have you not want. seen my mother in ages. Um, okay, let's circle back. Um, sure. Here's the thing: I don't think any of his theories philosophically hold water, D- but. He has de- developed this system that is so interesting, if <laughs> if wrong, that it's still kind of fun to like figure out how it works. Okay. It's, it's really weird. It's very crazy. Okay, so um, it's sort of like a more of a mythology than a philosophy. Sure, if that makes sense. Okay, like we did the Norse episode uh, in our last Patreon episode. Oh yes, now'd be a yeah. good time to plug our Patreon. Ben, five dollars a month gets you. Yeah. An extra episode Some a week. Sweet, Isn't that crazy? Sweet, sweet content. Some sweet content, yeah. brother. <clears throat> Five bucks a month. That's all it is? Just a month? The the price of a cup of coffee. Yeah, a cup of coffee. That and... you only buy once a month. Yes. Yeah. But, so instead of buying a cup of coffee, <laughs> give it to us. Give us your coffee money. Yeah. And then buy some coffee anyway. Yeah, and then go ahead and it. buy another coffee. Yeah. 
Because you, you know what? You deserve two coffees. One that you give to yourself and one that you give to us. Here at I Learn Nothing, we always say, you deserve <laughs> a cup of coffee. Yeah, <laughs> this is our new slogan. We say, keep on thinking hard and you deserve a cup of coffee. <laughs> if you're not Catholic, you're going and to if hell. If you're not Catholic, you're going to hell. Um, God, our catchphrases are just horrendous. Off the wall. Well, this yeah. applies here because this guy, definitely in hell. Um, <laughs> <laughs> definitely in hell. Good. Um, okay. So Sounds like he deserves it with all this weird mommy talk. Oh, God. It's... It's really nuts, dude. It's there's so much there's so much behind this. Okay, let's do a real quick like review of Freud's shit. Sure. Okay. So, do you remember what do you remember from Freud? Uh, sicko. Yeah. <laughs> Got a lot of issues. Loved cigars. Loved cigars. Uh, a lot of uh, Freudian slips. Okay, Freudian slips kind of come into this. Yeah. Okay. Do all kinds of weird things. Well, one of the main things is the unconscious, right? Sure. That's, yeah, like, that's, that's, that's what yeah, I said. That's like the main thing. <laughs> um, I implied it. So if well, I think as as far as I remember when we were talking in the Freud episode, Freud's like real, like honest contribution is uh, him theorizing that, there, that unconsci- the unconscious, whatever that is, is the primary drive behind our behavior. Um, and then our conscious lives is only like the tip of the iceberg, right? Yeah. Okay. Now, he kind of got that right, I think. But then how he starts theorizing about how the unconscious works is just kind of, he's just winging it. That's when he goes off the wall. Yeah, he just goes completely off the walls. He starts talking about how babies, you know, want titty milk, and that's why they're obsessed with breasts. And then that's why they're, like, obsessed with, like, oral pleasure, and then they get anal pleasure, and and then they get genital pleasure. Okay, Ben. Stop saying pleasure. I hate that word. I know you hate Oral, anal, whatever you want. Pleasure is just a a really bad word. Okay, well, guess what this- It should be four letters. Guess what word this French guy says a lot. Oh, great. Way more than Freud does. Okay. Everything is fucking pleasure, dude. Everything is pleasure, desire, and this thing (laughs) that he calls- uh, jouissance. Okay. Ew. Yeah, which is a real, real sexy way uh, to call an orgasm, basically. Ah! Oh, what is it? But it's like a psychic orgasm, not like a physical a orgasm. A psychic orgasm? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love how furious you are. What does that this mean? Is what is great. a psychic orgasm? Okay, hold on. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. God um, damn. I have to consult some other shit real quick. Um, more weird baby stuff. Let me guess. Dude, there's so much. Great. There's so Great. much. <laughs> Amazing. I'm really looking forward to hearing about this sick uh, French coward and his uh, <laughs> dumb theories about babies. Okay. So let's well, let's start with that. Um, so do you remember the Oedipus complex? Yes. Okay. Uh, well, how's that go? Oedipus, Oedipus complex when you kill your dad and you make sweet love to your mom. Okay. Yeah. You you show your mom the time of her life. So, <laughs> you like the way your father book, never could book a room in one of those motels yeah. where like the bed is the uh, heart shaped, you know? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's champagne. That's so disgusting. Candles lit. Imagine a baby trying to open up a bottle of champagne, trying to seduce its mother. <laughs> <laughs> what if like your mom, like like your wife, he's wearing a beret? Yeah, he's your, your wife walks back into the room. Suddenly, the baby is. Wearing a tuxedo, it has a, r- a single rose. And but like, then his and, thumb and, and, and is the, bleeding from the thorn, and it's like, oh, you better believe that's holding that's Plan B. Yeah. <laughs> Don't want to make this mistake again. Wait. Yeah. Call it Plan Ben. Now, um, <laughs> okay. 
So Lacan takes the Oedipus complex and he kind of just pumps a lot more theory into it. He pumped the volume. Yeah, he pumped up the volume. Yeah, he he took it to eleven. So what I was just talking about how about how he he says that you start with you start your life as an infant, right? And you have no doy. Yeah, no doy. You start you start with basic needs, right? And he says one of the major points uh, that makes humans so different from the rest of the animal kingdom is the fact that we are so fucking helpless when we're born. Yeah, uh, compared to other animals, like any other animal you know, kind of gets shit together way faster, right? Yeah, it's crazy. When I watch those uh, nature documentaries or whatever, it's like, you know, the mother will take care of the cub mm-hmm. until it's two. Yeah. And then it's like... And then it just like, as... and it's like, it kicks it out. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's like, like it's, you're, you go. You gotta go? <laughs> you're now I, capable... I gotta, I gotta get fucked again and do this over. You're capable of murder now. Yeah. And you're two. <laughs> Have fun. I'm at the ripe old age Dude. of 12. And that's especially with bears, too, because bears, because they hibernate, they spend that entire season of just, like, burning through all of their ca- <laughs> calories. It's so, so then, insane. So then when they wake up, they're fucking ravenous so hungry dude (laughs) yeah and so they're just gonna fuck everything up they're so hungry and mad dude bears are scarier to me than like tigers or lions or or shit like that because tigers and lions if they fucking kill you they'll go for your jugular first and they'll like make sure you're dead first that's sweet of them yeah it's it's uh yeah there's some courtesy there but i was trying to find a different word but fuck it um but bears just start eating you like even if you're still alive, <laughs> yeah, they it's are like really fucking. Uh, you might even say grizzly. <laughs> I wish that we could hear Victoria. Yeah, just, like, laughing you know when we make a bad joke when you hear Victoria in her bedroom go. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Uh. <laughs> it's like Mystery Science Theater three thousand except yeah. hurtful. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay, so he says that since basically. Uh, human beings are just like the most limp-wristed pussies yeah. when they're born, and it takes them forever to get their shit together. Oh, I want something, but I won't tell you what. I'm just gonna cry. I'm Ooh. a baby. Oh, uh, so it's weird that you brought that up because that kind of fits into his whole schema. That's okay. the worst thing about babies, I think, is that if they could just tell you. Yeah. Okay. Hold on. We're literally about to get into I can't that. Can't even that's, speak English. That's eerie that you <laughs> that you mentioned this. Well, I'm a eerie guy. Yeah, you are an eerie guy. I'm off-putting. Okay, so there's this basic hierarchy of like, uh, <laughs> there's a, a hierarchy of um, not needs necessarily. I'm trying to think of the right word, but of basically like the interaction between uh, an infant and its mother or its caregiver, whatever role that takes. Uh, it starts with needs. Needs are just purely physical. That there's no difference between us and other animals there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's not even that. I know what you mean, brother. I hope you do. Do you? Man has needs. Yeah, but not not in that way, in the way that you definitely mean it. Huh. Then no, I don't understand. Yeah, it's basically just like food, shelter, warmth, make sure it's protected from like disease or, you know, any condoms, other. Yeah, of course. What? what? Oh, condoms. Yeah. So when the baby wants to fuck its mom, make sure it wears a condom. Gross. So this is fucking perverted, dude. This is really fucking upsetting. Yeah. This almost makes me want to vote Republican. Oh, no. Like, it's really not cool. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no more DSA. Yeah. Um, 
Okay, so Democratic suck <laughs> alas. That's what I call you people. Democratic suck alas. Is that supposed to be socialist? Yeah. God damn, you get it? man. Yeah, I mean, kind of. Because <laughs> it's a socialist. Suck yeah, I know, but it doesn't sound like that ass. at all. That's sucking ass. Suck at what is it? Democratic. Uh huh. Sucko ass. Suck ass. No, okay. I'm not gonna try to improve on that. Do you even get it though? I do get it. Yeah. Okay. Um. <laughs> all right. So don't worry, Pat. I think it's pretty good. Thanks, Bob Dylan. <laughs> he um, just popped in. <laughs> hey, what what did you think about? Uh, that impression of Bob Dylan, I thought it was great. Well, I actually hated it, John Kerry. I, I hated it, too. <laughs> okay. We got to work on our impressions. Yeah, we're really bad at that. So, so needs Dylan, are like... The Dylan's pretty good, but the other ones are Okay, <laughs> stop with the impressions. Okay. We got to get through this. I, well, I'm trying to. You keep bringing up Bob Dylan. No, I don't. You bring him up. Well, all right. I mean, I didn't, I didn't help by me bringing up John Kerry, but anyway. <laughs> I'm a presidential candidate from 2004. So failed, a, a <laughs> yeah. failure. <laughs> yeah, it's weird that he's like as successful as he is, but I still think of him as a fucking failure. <laughs> I think of him and Mitt Romney. If you run for president and you don't win, I think you're a complete failure. Yeah, kind of. Like I don't. I just, how do you like? It's weird to think about like, like running... when Bush won, didn't win re-election. That was like super embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, think about this, though. If you were, like, some guy and you ran for president and you mm-hmm. lost, and, like, the next day you go to, like, a diner or something, everyone there is just like, ooh. Yeah, that's... that's don't bring it up. That's pretty dicey hey, because... Hey, look, Ben's sitting at table five. Just don't bring it up. To run for president, especially now, you have to put, like, all of your everything out there. You oh, know? it's impossible now. Yeah. I mean, like... You're putting so much shit out there. You have to if you if you're so gonna. So it's be, wicked embarrassing if you lose, dude. <laughs> if you're gonna be president, I feel like you have to just not. You have to know that from age five. Yeah. Other because then you have to just be a perfect person, which is so it's it is kind. I think it's pretty funny that Trump won because he like decided that like the night before basically. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like and so everyone just must be so mad at him. Yeah. I mean, you, you also think it's funny because you voted for him, and you, and you like to be on the winning team. Yeah, that's true. You're a Trump guy. Well, I have no moral compass. Well, that's yeah, you've proven yeah. that, right? With your when you cast it's because your of vote. philosophy, because I don't give give a shit about anything. When you cast your vote for that, you know, my biggest problem with Donald Trump is he cheated on his wives. <laughs> really, that's the biggest. What thing? What kind of a monster? You sat in a church in front of God, and you lied. Made a vow you that you knew he would break. You lied to God, J- Donald Trump, and knew I, he would break with piss. Look, God forgives ben uh-huh. but i don't and i refuse to forgive donald trump or you for voting for him well you know what fucking deal with it i'm deplorable now dang <laughs> um okay anyway speaking of deplorables let's talk about lacan a little more oh right <clears throat> um okay so i gotta circle back because i got distracted of course <laughs> um so needs are the things that babies are expected of expecting their mothers to take care of right Feeding, clothing, stuff like that. Right. Um, but as the baby grows up, right? Uh, as it grows. As it grows. My hair grows. <laughs> Paint your bald spot. Uh, <laughs> as the baby grows. Yeah, that's for one listener out there, too. There's one guy yeah. who will get that joke. Paint your bald spot. get that extremely deep cut. Yeah. <laughs> so um, as the baby, as the baby, you know, it, it grows. My baby grows. 
Uh, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, sir. My baby grows. <laughs> ah, you're sick. So as the baby grows, um, the the mother kind of uh, retreats a little bit in taking care of its needs because it knows that the baby is a little more capable. Uh, like it can start walking on its own. Um, not necessarily can, you know, feed on its own, but it can like at least eat without, you know, needing its mouth attached to a nipple. Sure. You know? Um, and so as the mother's retreating and the child or the child is going towards it, you know, for more sustenance, even though it can sort of take care of itself with these basic needs, that's when you get into the territory of demands. Uh, because now the baby's sort of starting to learn that in order to engage with its own mother, it has to learn language. Uh, sure. Because the mother lives in this social world that the baby had no idea about until very recently, as it starts to learn to talk. I guess it's a shocking thing to learn about. It's kind of a weird thing where you're like, oh, I have to know this whole thing now. Oh, you're not just my mom. You're also a human. Yeah, you're also a human that exists in a social world. And then you guys all communicate with each other with this crazy shit that I haven't learned yet. Right. Yeah. Like I've just been screaming at you and that usually did the trick. But now you're not fucking doing it's not working. Yeah. So I'm trying to learn your language. Okay. And so basically Lacan is saying that this transition to learning language so it can kind of chase its mother for more love (laughs) is the thing that fucks people up. This guy sucks. And it fucks up everybody. Yeah. Um, I think there's a kernel of truth there. Uh, I think he gets it like 95% wrong, but there's like 5% right there, which is... Yeah, the Pat Dean <clears throat> standard, we call that. Yeah. 5% right, 95% wrong. You know what? That's fine. That's that's all we can expect. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are asking too much of me. It's a long day. <laughs> it's been a long day. Um, I've done... No- I've, I've sat, I made three Facebook posts and watched The Office for three hours, so I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I forgot how much of a bummer the office is. Yeah, Ben and I uh, might have been uh, very intoxicated last night, and we watched uh, several office episodes. And it's just like everyone on the show is just so, just so unhappy. It's a part in the in, in the story where everyone's just so bummed. Yeah, because it's towards the end. Towards the end, and they're kind of like setting everyone up for, I assume, <laughs> for, for some failure good. and heartbreak. Well, no, I I think I haven't. I never actually saw the the end of the office, so I think that they're. I assume they're making them go low so at the end they have a happy ending mm-hmm. which i kind of hope for because otherwise god that'd be so fucking grim <laughs> if, if everyone's just like has disappointed lives and then they die <laughs> yeah yeah well, well i mean that's kind of what the office is about kind of yeah like if you really it's kind of back yeah the office is about settling yeah compromising yeah and which kind of makes it never being happy pretty realistic mm-hmm. yeah well, because I've settled for this podcast, and I'm never happy. <laughs> I settled for you, Ben. Man, for you and Tim the cat. You have such a silver tongue, dude. <laughs> Thanks. I'm a silver tongue devil, dude. <laughs> People call me that. I'm only doing this with you because I have to. Because <laughs> of the silver tongue, um, ladies. Yeah, does that help? No. It being silver? No, no, no. Yeah, I didn't think so. No, it's abrasive. They don't like it. Anyway, it's very cold. <laughs> it's very cold, and. Uh, it's not very flexible because <laughs> it's, it's a solid piece of metal. <laughs> yeah, my man's got that cold tongue. Yeah, that cold, stiff tongue. Gross. <laughs> he got that steel tongue. Yeah. I. <laughs> oh, now it's steel. Yeah. It's a stiller tongue. Oh, it's 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 a steel. Sil- silver is uh, mostly steel. A lot of people don't know that. Oh. 
That sucks. Well, yeah. fuck Silver. Yeah, I also made that up. Well, but anyway, <laughs> so hold on. Immediately believed you. So why is this dude such a perv? This is uh, what I don't understand. Okay, so we're not even done yet. So we got to finish this. Um, <clears throat> okay, so he has to learn language to, uh, you know, get in the same world as its mother, while its mother is being like dicked down by the symbolic father figure, right? <laughs> What an insane thing to yeah. say. Imagine being thrown into like one of the most in- intense fucking dramatic like love triangles. That's the, the Oedipus complex, basically. Not good. Yeah, and it's like what we all deal with. Um, Wait, speak for yourself, fucko. <laughs> I get along just fine with my Well, that's the other thing, too, is that he, he does universalize this concept. Yeah, maybe but, you're just a sick but French maybe, guy. Maybe a lot of people don't go through this. But anyway, this is just like a fever. This is one of the most interesting fever dreams of a of a philosophy. Wow. Um, which is why I kind of dig it, but not as like <laughs> it being reflective of any sort of truth. I just think it's fucking fun as hell. Yeah. Um. Okay, but anyway, so once you learn language, right? So you can kind of vibe with everyone else in the world and get on their level, right? Um, there's like s- three different components to your subconscious or your unconscious when it tries to learn language, okay? There's the imaginary, the symbolic, and the real. Okay? And the Santa Maria. And the Santa Maria. <laughs> the, ima- the imaginary, the symbolic, the real, and the Santa Maria. And Santa Maria. Those are the four ships that came yeah. to America. Yeah, came to America and just fucked up an entire world. Uh, yeah. <laughs> entire world. Yeah. Um, we, do, we fucking broach this subject a lot. That sucks. <laughs> what? Just like what we did to Native Americans. Oh, the genocide <laughs> is, that yeah. took place in the our genocide, country. Yeah, the genocide of the Native Americans yeah. that our country will not acknowledge. <laughs> it just never does. Yeah. It's really weird. I guess how could they? I mean... I mean, because it's predicated... The entire country is predicated on their destruction. Yeah. <laughs> it's not cool. <laughs> no, it's horrible. Yeah, yeah. I don't think we should have done it. Yeah. Well, what are you going to do? I mean, what can't... There's nothing we can do. <laughs> There's nothing we can do. You and me. Well, uh, us individually. We're doing a podcast on philosophy, and 35% of it is us just talking about other things. We can't even do this right. Yeah, we talk about cum a lot, too. Like, well, you, you want us to fucking be in charge? I know. Of helping Native Americans? No, Look, we can't do that. We can't help ourselves. Oh, God. I have so many problems. <laughs> I, I know. You're a gambling addict, and I'm a diabetic with a hurt foot. I mean, there's no <laughs> way we can do anything. Yeah. Yeah, we can't save an entire race. Ugh, so stressful. Well, maybe we could. Well, I've never tried. That's the thing. We never tried. Yeah, Are we going to try, though? No. Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> they just scumbags. <laughs> well, hey, man. Uh, what can you do? Well, well, let's at least be nicer to them. Yeah. So um, that's all I can do. <laughs> it's literally not. So, so guys, be nice. Yeah. <laughs> when you meet a Native American. Yeah, be nice. Be nice. Um. <clears throat> so anyway... Um, after that horribly grim digression. Yeah, geez. Um, Ben's in a mood. I don't know. I'm This guy fucked me up. So, uh. <laughs> uh, okay, so the three components of uh, the subconscious uh, or the unconscious is imaginary, the symbolic. executive branch. The executive branch, the legislative Judicial branch. branch. So there's, there's a lot of, like, troikas involved here. Troikas? Um, yeah. It's... Uh, that's why you kind of get this universalized like symbol of three things in so many like religions and thought. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. And he says that it's reflective of the the unconscious being composed of these three things. So the imaginary is basically just exactly what it sounds. It's uh, primarily like 
not primarily visual, but it's mostly like sense perception. It's like the impressions that the that like you get from concepts, right? Yeah. In an image sense, uh, that's like you know the image of yourself, uh, the image of others, um, like uh, just kind of like raw input. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and how that affects your psyche. I don't know why you you said it like that. Raw input. Yeah, you're like, yeah. Yeah, dude. <laughs> um, then there's the symbolic uh the symbolic component and that's dealing more with <clears throat> uh like using symbols to communicate in a social realm. Okay. So you're dealing with other people. Uh language is already really dicey because also it's a the only way we can communicate with each other, but it's kind of a shitty way to communicate with each other. Because what? Yeah, because as effective as it is, there's also just so much room for misunderstanding. Mm. Uh, there's like, you know, what do you mean? <laughs> well, so that's actually a valid question. Oh, shit. Uh, sorry. Ben just hit the microphone just, with his beer. Yeah. Because, I want everyone to know that really Prince and Brad, Ben Sholock, just hit the microphone with the beer he's drinking. Yeah. Okay. So hold on, because I got really excited about this thing real quick. Okay. Okay. So basically, one of the things that Lacan says is um, that language is the only kind of medium that we have between our conscious life and our unconscious. Um, and it's the only medium that we have to communicate with other people. And it's very, very imperfect. And the fact that we struggle with this imperfect communication device, which we call language, leads us to neurosis and therefore <laughs> means that there is no cure to life except for death. <laughs> Okay. So a cure to life. Yeah, the only cure for life is death. Great. Um because we're all diseased and it's because of us trying to interact with each other and communicate with each other and understand what we mean, but we're doing it using this tool that doesn't really work. What is this guy's problem? <laughs> he fucking disappointed his mother. What is this guy's <laughs> problem? And he's been making up for it ever since. So, hold on cuz there's way more to this. Hey, Jacques, just go to church. You don't have yeah, to believe he, in it. He would feel so much better if he just went to confession. You'd feel great. You know how good that feels? Yeah. It's good. You're you're done. Wipe your soul clean. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I think it's like Yom Kippur soon. Which uh, is like, next week, yeah. Yeah, it's like Jewish confession. Yeah, that that's your day. Yeah. That's your big day, Ben. What like are you basically do? you just don't eat and you September nineteenth. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, that's it's kind of a good deal too, because you just feel you just feel really bad. You don't eat anything while the sun's up. And then all of your sins are clean for that year. And so you don't have to go back again. That's wild. Yeah. It's pretty tight. Yeah. It's good to just get it out of the way. Yeah. You get it all out of the way for the year. What if, but what if like you, you do that and you're like, oh, I feel great. This, this is good that I got cleansed spiritually. And then you leave and you go home, you just immediately jack off. And you're like, God damn it. <laughs> um, oh man. I don't know if it works retroactively or if it goes forward a year. I have to consult with the elders on that, but yeah. um, I'll get back to you. Talk to your father and let yeah. me know. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, my dad invented banks. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so. <laughs> what, what Alan. Talking about? Yeah, Alan, Alan Cholock. Alan Cholock. Um, okay. The symbolic is basically the component of, of the unconscious that uh, is where we deal with other people and their whole bullshit with how they use language and how we don't understand each other. We, we don't know what they mean a lot of the times, but we're still expected to uh, adhere to these like social roles and social commitments, even before we're born. Um, 
So that's really stressful. Yeah, that's a that's weird. Okay. Um, and that's an entire component of the unconscious that intermingles with the imaginary sense. And that's when, you know, we're just like imagining ourselves, imagining other people just directly through vision or sense perception. Okay. And then the last one, this is the one where it gets really heavy, is the real. Now, the real is where trauma lives. <laughs> um, so anytime there's a traumatic event in your life, it's because something from the realm of the real, and he capitalizes all of these words. So like imaginary, symbolic, and real, they're all capitalized. <laughs> okay. So the real is like basically like like the woods. It's like the spooky woods where we don't know what anything is. It's where language can't touch it. Um, we can't use our, our we can't even imagine it. We can't symbolize it. We can't represent it using signs. It's just this like uh, there's some phrase that he uses that's that's like a, the the abundance of the abundance of presence. There's no like. Uh, there's no let up. It's just like constant, like not stimulation, but it's just, it's just constant existence that you can't make sense of. That's the real, okay. And when uh, something really traumatic happens to you, that's just like the outside world, just like fucking with your psyche, and you don't know how to interpret it. And so that's why it's it's part of the real. It can't be processed by the symbolic part of your brain, and it can't be processed by the imaginary part of your brain. Uh, your brain's symbolic. Kind of, yeah. Your brain's got the shell on it. Well, so for example, the fact that you can say the word brain and I know what it means, right? Like, I the word brain to me is like the thing inside our skulls that's like made out of this kind of mushy meat that has neurons that like helps us think or whatever. That's a very, very <laughs> reductive way to explain it. But I can symbolize that using, using language to make sense of it for very specific purposes. But when you symbolize something, when you use language to represent something, you're also necessarily having to leave other details out uh, in order to get the message across because you can't convey every single piece of information about everything in a sentence. Does that kind of make sense? Mm -hmm. Okay. <clears throat> so the real is basically that impossibility of conveying all of reality through language. And that's why the real is very scary. And that's where... That's where, like, all of our fucking hang-ups and traumas and, like, fears and desires, that's where they reside, in the real. Hmm. And we can't make sense of it. If you, well, if you can't make sense of it through symbolic consciousness, then you're going to get real, you're going to be real fucked up. Hmm. Okay? So that's kind of, that's a very uh, cursory explanation of that shit, but it's, like, it's kind of weird. It's very weird. Yeah, I kind of like it in a way. Not okay. that I think it's true, but it it kind of explains a lot. So basically, this guy to you is the cryptozoology of philosophy. Kind of. Where yeah. you just go, there's no way any of this is real, but holy shit, what? But if it's it kind of tight. Yeah, it's like I don't believe that that shit is that this shit is real, but I don't know. It's like it, it sounds like a really cool start to a, like a like a fictional religion. Um. There's a couple more things, too. You want to get into that shit? Uh, How much time we got left? We got like 10 minutes. All right. Let's do one more thing. Um, so there's the mirror stage that he talks about. That's kind of an important thing. Uh, so the mirror stage, basically, here's what happens. Since when we're born as babies, it takes us forever to, like, develop. 
there's one thing that we do have over other animals, and that's when we see ourselves in a mirror at about six months old, we kind of know it's us. Uh, or we kind of recognize that the image that we see in the mirror is uh, this thing that represents us. And in a way, it's sort of, it's this double-edged sword because it provides like a unified image of what we're supposed to be. Like when you're a baby and you've never seen a mirror before, right? So you're you're just pure subjectivity. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because you haven't seen yourself. You don't know that you're part of this body. You're just this like fucking consciousness that's just going out and that's it. And then there's this gigantic nipple that's just coming to feed you. And you're like, oh, this is tight. Yeah. All right. Um, like, you know, no worries, no stress. And then all of a sudden you see a mirror. And then for some reason, around six months old, human babies like can recognize that what they see in the mirror is them. And like no other animal can do that. Well, except for maybe like chimps. What about dolphins? I don't know about dolphins. Yeah, I guess why would they ever see a mirror? Yeah, because the water is, I don't know. Because <laughs> the water. <laughs> it sounds so stupid. You know why there's I no philosophy, mirrors. not zoology. Okay? You know why there's no mirrors in the ocean? Because of the water. Because of water. Anyway, my name's Ben, and I really love this job. Yep. You say that in a job interview? I'm just like, all right. <laughs> Odd. Uh, <laughs> when do I get my first day off? I was like, why are you asking that? <laughs> um but okay, so here's the point. Babies see themselves in the mirror, and for some reason, like around six months, they recognize it as themselves. And two things uh, are there's two consequences of that. One is it provides them a certain measure of relief because all the sensory stimulation that they're getting after they're born, because you know, like how nuts is it to be born? Um, like, I don't recall it, but I can probably probably don't recall it because it was so traumatizing. Yeah. yeah. So all the shit's happening. Like, you got colors, you got sounds, you got fucking titties, you got, <laughs> you know? <laughs> your three favorite yeah, things. You're shitting. Colors, you're shitting, and, and that's that's distressing. Yeah. Um. Okay, but you're like, you don't realize that all these things are like part of this unified you. It's just all this like dispersed experience. And then when you see yourself in a mirror, all that shit gets like kind of put into a nutshell. And it's like, that's you. This image is you. Okay. And so now you have this like, unit of unis or minus or whatever you want to call it okay and that's what happens with the mirror stage but here's here's the caveat though uh is that once you now have this idea an ideal of yourself which is sort of made by this image now you have this uh like standard this ideal standard of what you must pursue for the rest of your life that you'll never get to well, yeah, because now you have this this split between your subjective experience and this image of yourself that exists in the objective world and this objective like image of you is what you think should be you and so you keep trying to pursue it as that evolves and that's the ego. And that's what causes <laughs> the fundamental misery of life is that you can never get to the ideal that you make for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. That's rough. Yeah. Yeah, this guy is just kind of a bummer. There's like, we don't have enough time. There's so much more. Yeah? There's a ton more. Really? Well, so like real quick, there's... Well, maybe uh, we can do we have enough to do a part two? We could do a part two, but I don't know if I want to give this guy a part two. 
Let me let me do like three minutes of like a real rundown of okay. like the craziest shit. Okay? Sure. So jouissance, which is but, like a psychic orgasm. Oh right. right. So basically, whenever we have like neuroses or like hangups or it's what happens that, when you read Shakespeare. Right. So some so anybody with a neuro, with a neurosis, right? Their symptom is like whatever behavior that is like kind of fucking them up, right? So like uh like if you have a phobia you can't go outside so you're a shut-in or something like that yeah so that's the symptom the cause of it i i, I consider myself a non-practicing shut-in because <laughs> i just want to stay inside but i that's can't a, that's really funny yeah i'm gonna write that down that is good you should tweet that um but yeah so like let's say you are just like a full-on like hoarder or shut-in or something right um obviously this is some sort of like mental disturbance uh the theory is, according to Lacan, uh, this symptom is caused by um, you are like a, start trying to address some kind of trauma. So you collecting, let's say you're a hoarder, you collecting like thousands of newspapers and like there's cat shit everywhere or whatever. Um, that actually gives you some sort of like weird, perverse, psychic pleasure that m- manifests itself in a in a jouissance, which is. Uh, like a mini psychic orgasm, and that corrects the trauma that you experience that led to the symptom in the first place, and that could be because you saw your dad's dick too young or something like that. Right. Yeah. Who didn't though? Yeah, I remember seeing my dad's dick, and I was like, I don't, I don't want to see this. Yeah, it's weird to think about like the right age, the perfect yeah. age for seeing. And that's that sounds horrible, <laughs> but it was actually just like at the Y, at like you know, in the showers. Yeah. The Y. Yeah. Did your dad, dad ever take you to the Y? I mean, no, we never went to the Y. Really? No. Huh. Maybe I <laughs> just just gave too much about myself there. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> were you guys living? We, well, we, it was we, like a gym. It was back or when your dad was in the men's shelter. The well, no, I took swimming lessons at the Y. Oh, and did like, you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it did. must have been great. I guess it was until I saw my dad's dick. <laughs> but not only did I see my dad's dick, I saw like every other grown ass man's dick, <laughs> like in the shower. You loved it? No, it was very scary. <laughs> this is so sad to hear yeah. <laughs> your childhood trauma of just seeing other men's penises well explains a lot maybe i guess <laughs> yeah good lord anyway that is just some of lacan's wild bullshit well he seems definitely interesting uh he's definitely a maniac and in- oh okay last thing sorry i know we're running out of time yeah. but our last segment philosophy beefs when I hear oh some yeah beef. of course uh, the the segment that is just taking the nation by storm taking the nation by storm so you're actually gonna like this one because i got some quotes uh love a good quote let me pull this up so guess who hates jacques lacan who noam chomsky what noam chomsky noam chomsky cannot stand this dude wow why uh, well, i guess me and noam have a lot in common yeah uh hold on let me read a couple of things he said uh okay Okay. Other critics have dismissed Lacan's work wholesale. Francois Roustan called it an incoherent system of pseudoscientific gibberish and quoted linguist Noam Chomsky's opinion that Lacan was an amusing and perfectly self-conscious charlatan. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It's like not mincing words. And then there's this other quote from Chomsky. Uh, oh, yeah. Noam Chomsky states, quote, quite frankly, I thought he was a total charlatan. He was just posturing for the television cameras in the way many Paris intellectuals do. Uh, Why this is influential, I haven't the slightest idea. That's so funny. <laughs> I don't see anything there that should be influential. Wow. No. <laughs> he, like, 
tore this guy apart. He fucking no. hates this dude. Yeah. Um, because Chomsky's a linguist and he thought that Lacan was taking like linguistic theory and just like manipulating it into like whatever he wanted to make himself sound cool. Well, that's probably what he did. Yeah, and it kind of is what he did. That's in wild. my opinion. But him and a lot of other people just don't like his vibe. Well, he's got a weird vibe. He's got a weird vibe and he's like a borderline cult leader. What's his like But everyone in psychoanalysis is What's his like educational background? <clears throat> he uh oh, he was uh he went to medical school, he started as a doctor. Okay. And then he uh went into psychiatry and then at the time psychoanalysis, which is what Freud founded, was really big in France and he just he just went with it. Huh. And then, yeah, I mean, he's a, he's a smart guy, but he's a bit much. I don't. He's a bit much, and I don't think he's very genuine. But it, he does have some bonkers ideas, which are interesting. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. always good. <laughs> always good to have some bonkers ideas. Yeah. Know? Why not? Well, Ben, another successful episode. Is it? You've introduced someone <laughs> to me. I hate their guts. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and we, actually, I this is one of the few occasions where I agree with you. And we leave. We 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 part. Uh, with our friendship chipped away. <laughs> Every single episode, we become yeah. less and less We're friends. Worn down slightly more. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, you know, it's just like uh, how the Grand Canyon was founded. <laughs> Slowly chipped away. Yeah, our, fr- our friendship is just the biggest pit yeah. on Earth. <laughs> so, uh, eventually, by the time we finish this podcast... By the time we do our last episode, it'll be as wide as the Grand Canyon. We're on opposite ends of it. And we're just staring at each other. Yeah. Just daring each other to jump. Yeah. Oh, God. And we, we try to hold hands as we jump, but we're miles apart. Yeah. Uh, folks, thank you so much for checking out I Learned Nothing. Again, uh, you can go to our Patreon. We're starting to get some more people there, which is cool. You have... Uh, Love ya. Love ya. Uh, five bucks a month. You get uh, access to all the back episodes, too, which is, uh, I think, kind of cool. Yeah. Check out our Norse gods episode. That shit was fun. Oh, that tight. was fun. It was yeah, very Pat bizarre. Yeah, taught me about. Uh, I've taught you about Norse gods. I've taught you about that alien religion. Realism. Yeah, I love that one. Uh, Steve Ditko. We we've talked about some interesting stuff. So yeah, check it out. Alice Roosevelt, a fucking bitch. Total babe. Total babe, bitch. Yeah, dude. A uh, boss bitch. I think is what they call her yeah. now. Um, I like that you can say Yas bitch. queen. <laughs> I, I like that you can say bitch now, and it's a good thing. Oh, she's a boss bitch. Oh, is that is that true? I yeah, guess. Yeah, dude. Are you kidding me? Women call people bitches all the time. It rules. Yeah, you're but... You're a boss bitch. <laughs> well, we've wow, been calling... I hate you. You're a total bitch. You know, they say stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, I love you. You're such a bitch. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It rules. Hell, yeah. So, uh, keep, so keep on keeping on, I'm ladies. I'm an avocado bitch. I'm a total bitch for avocado. I'm a rosé bitch. Uh, <laughs> you can find us on Twitter.com. Uh, my handle is Pat Dean. Uh, pretty straight and forward to the point. Ben's mm-hmm. is Gristleporn. G-R-I-S-T-L-E-P-R-N. Again, went to Princeton. Yep. Uh, so check it's us out. Instagram as well. On there. Uh, uh, yeah. The, 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 thank you so much for listening um, uh, and for sharing. And if you want to send us a message on Facebook.com, you can do that if you have a... Uh, particular topic you want to have yeah, covered. If you have an internet connection, you can get to us. Um, Keep on thinking hard, my friends. And as always, Ben, if you're not Catholic... You're going to hell. Just like Lacan. Yeah. And you can say hi to him in hell, yeah. fucking heathen. <laughs>